0: Hi, everybody. This is the M City Podcast. I'm Susan. I'm Amelia. And I'm Chris. And we're here to talk about Oz. <laughs> Finally, everybody's. we have all seen it. That's right from from HBO, the prison drama. And today we're, we're we're talking about four episodes, the first four episodes from season one, which is the first half of season one. <laughs> It's a good place to start if you ask me at the beginning. Yep. a really
1: good place to start.
0: So the first episode is called The Routine. It was directed by Darnell Martin and written by Tom Fontana. And the description of this episode is in the Emerald City experimental unit of Oswald State Penitentiary. We meet some of the diverse inmates who exist in a pecking order of gangbangers, Latinos, Muslims, Westies, Aryans, and wise guys. No clear cut leader emerges, with the possible exception of Kareem Saeed, a Muslim author who preaches nonviolence and abstinence. What did you guys think of this episode? This was your, your introduction to Oz.
2: I discovered, if I may, start. <laughs> Um, that I had seen it before. Oh. <laughs> I, I had actually tried to watch Oz before, <laughs> uh-huh. and I had seen everything that happened in this. I was like, this is all very familiar, <laughs> as it was rolling over me. And I, I, think, um, it was the mood of the episode that kind of turned me off. Oh, okay. Uh, the pervasive depression that I felt watching the circumstances, because I've always felt like, you know, circumstances can arise that land you in jail that you have nothing to do with. We're breaking laws all the time um, in life. You know, you're going too fast, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, and the concept of being that guy in jail for something he didn't do has always been, like, one of those fears of mine. Yeah. And seeing it portrayed in this way, like, obviously the character that you're following here actually did do something wrong, yeah. um, but, like, I, I think I, 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 uh, what's the word, I empathized with his plight <laughs> too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And it just made me not want to continue the journey.
0: Hmm. Now, was it Beecher that you were yeah. focused on? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was the the new guy who had knows yeah. nothing, entering the world of hell where there are actually rules. I thought it was fascinating the all the rules and and routine and things that. Uh, They portray that I assume they got from research on what really goes on in prison. Yes. So that part was fascinating and. to me. So that was uh, part of the reason I I didn't uh, continue my journey in on. But I'm glad you forced me down this (laughs) path. Yeah? So (laughs) you're going to continue down this path now? (laughs) I I finished the first season. I'm on to the second season, kid. I told you. (laughs) All right.
1: All
3: right. How about
2: you, Amelia? I
3: found the show, and it's not something I've watched before. And I'm going to use a word here, and I don't want anyone to take it the wrong way. I found it interesting. Uh Uh-huh. but in neither a a good way nor a bad way, <laughs> it's, um, like Chris said, fascinating is a good word for it. It's a show that, in all honesty, I would probably never, on my own, pick up and start watching.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's just, it's not, not... The kind of shows I generally gravitate towards.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, Not into misery porn. Is that what you're saying?
3: <laughs> yes, I only like happy porn. <laughs> 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 um, it, no, it's it's a it is a very it, it's very dark content. Um, it is very. Uh, Tends to be very depressive storylines. Not that I always go for, you know, feel good movies or feel good TV shows or anything of that ilk. I just, it's just not the kind of show I would normally pick up. That being said, I am interested enough to, uh, again, as Chris said, continue on the journey. Mm -hmm. Um, I am interested enough in a couple of these characters to find out what happens Mm
1: -hmm.
3: um so by no means am i at this point jumping off the boat and (laughs) going no (laughs) i refuse to do this no not at all (laughs) um so yeah interesting is a good a good word for me um to start out with it it's not um in my opinion not my absolute favorite thing i've ever seen um not yet. Not. <laughs> <laughs> um, certainly not the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I, I'm at a good place because I'm not. Um, I'm coming into it with an open mind. I'm, like I said, interested to see how things play out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to go on the journey, but. Um, I don't know. That's that. That's where I'm at.
2: Okay. It's funny. We keep saying journey and it's called Oz. So we're, we're going down the yellow. <laughs> we, are. we are. <laughs> Absolutely. And where it leads. Nobody knows. <laughs> I do. I've seen it before. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so would that make you that's Glenda then?
3: You've seen it before. You know what's going on.
2: Glenda's a good witch. Wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Chris knows me too well. <laughs> I was going to say Dorothy, but you couldn't be Dorothy because Dorothy was very naive. She had no idea what was going on. So,
0: so yes, which one of you
2: is Dorothy? <laughs> I'll be Toto. <laughs> All right. I'm just along for the journey. You're
1: just along for and I'll
2: make a along. lot of noise every now and then.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> With all the rules and everything that were introduced here, that's uh, one of the reasons why this episode was called The Routine. We're getting um, shown how life was day-to-day at the prison. And, you know, it really wasn't that exciting. But there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes with all the different groups kind of, um, you know,
2: you didn't find it ex- I thought it was exciting. I thought it was um Oh yeah, it was. It was <laughs> But they well, definitely had a it routine. Was, it was full of dread. <laughs> there was yes. a lot of dread to be found in this
3: mm-hmm.
0: Well okay.
2: it's so not like it's different.
3: Disneyland, it's Oz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: What really got to me were like some of the characters and how they'd shift up like uh Vernon Schillinger, Mm -hmm. J.K. Simmons' character. Right. How he's helpful and seems like, you know, a friendly guy who's trying to help you out, only he's doing it for (laughs) the purpose of making that guy's life a living hell.
3: Yeah. Can I I just say, I don't think I will ever look at J.K. Simmons the same again. (laughs)
2: Well, yeah, and this imagine is he the came from this and somebody said, let's make him um, put him in Spider-Man, you know, right. <laughs> make, make him the comic relief character. Yeah. The complete I mean, he's opposite. a great actor. Obviously, you can pull yes. it up, But <laughs> he he came from such it's almost like when they. Um, oh, what's the pockmarked actor's face? Who was in oh, um, Edward James Olmos? Nope, but good call. <laughs> okay. Kenny. No, 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 no. The other one. <laughs> the other one. He was in the Oliver North film about um, the nuns being killed in uh, Nicaragua. I think or... they made a
3: film about Oliver North.
2: Uh. Did I say Oliver North film?
1: Yeah.
2: Nope. I meant to say. Uh... Okay. I meant to say something completely. I'm am just completely out of my <laughs> names are escaping me today.
1: Okay. Um,
3: I thought I completely missed something, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: Granted, I I slept through most of the uh, Oliver <laughs> Oliver North stuff that was going on when it was going on, but.
2: No. Um... But you know I know what, skip it, we'll come back.
0: Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember that film at all. <laughs> um,
2: because it doesn't exist. I'm going to look it up.
0: Okay, okay. Well, Amelia, there was one naked shower fight in this
3: episode. There- I don't remember exactly who was in it, but I, I remember it existing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, Jefferson Keane's brother, and the other one was um, the guy who played... Oh, it was Or Or Ordolani? Ordolani, yeah. And he was an actor who was also in homicide. He was one of the detectives on Homicide Life on the Streets.
3: Do you wanna know where I know this is gonna be really weird, where I know the guy that played Ordolani from? Where? <laughs> Which is really funny because this is what happened when I watched the first episode, one of the things that happened when I watched the first episode, I recognized the guy that played Ortolani and I recognized, uh, the guy that played Tobias Beecher. Uh And when I tell you where I recognize both of them from, you're going to think I'm completely crazy and mad (laughs) and just more than usual. (laughs) More so than usual. Um, the guy that played Ortolani was in the Selena movie. About the singer Selena.
1: Oh.
3: Um, played her husband.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Not that I am a fan of Selena. It was just a movie I happened to watch one time.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um,
3: but, that, and I spent, I think, the entire episode going, I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know him from? So I had to look him up.
1: Okay.
3: Um, and, yeah, he played Sel- uh, Selena's husband. Jennifer Lopez's husband in the movie. Um... The funnier one, though, is the guy that played Tobias Beecher. I recognize him, and I can't think of the actor's name.
2: Lee Turgenson. There you go. Or Lee Mm Turgesson.
3: That guy. Back in the uh, maybe mid-'90s, mid to late-'90s, there was a TV show... Based on the film *Weird Science*, and he played—he <laughs> did—he played Chet, the um, the older brother. The was it oh Bill Pullman? Gosh. Not Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton? Paxton.
1: Paxton.
3: The Bill Paxton character from the movie. <laughs> That's who this guy played. So I recognized him instantly from when I used to watch the TV show *Weird Science*.
2: Good pull. So, yeah.
3: There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, so and yeah, bringing it back to us. <laughs> yeah, back to us. See, this is happier
2: already. Oh so it's already an upbeat podcast.
0: Yeah, so we talk about all the other things the actors did.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. So, was there anything in in the in this episode that stood out to you guys? How about you, Chris? Anything that you remember from this episode?
2: Um, well, I thought it was a little odd that they would actually entertain the notion of bringing groups of people into this experiment, like, and having a microcosm of, um, obviously... Antagonistic groups, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, hey, let's let's put a section of these, of the prison together and throw um, the the Aryans or the white supremacists and uh, the blacks into this little petri dish and see what happens. Yeah, we're going yeah. to make them better people by putting them in close quarters.
0: And that was the big experiment. <laughs> a horrible experiment. <laughs> the terrible idea. I guess we we'll see
3: that by the end of the
0: episode because somebody's dead
3: <laughs> that is kind of humorous when you think about it though because they put them together and then they're like wait somebody's dead wait is somebody got killed why we don't understand
2: really yeah, so it's one of those deals where like you've got to get past the initial premise and just go with it it's yeah. sort of like, um, you know, Dexter. I had the same feeling <laughs> with Dexter. It's like, wait, a cop taught his son to be uh, a, a good serial killer because he saw the negative tendencies in him as a child? That just makes no freaking sense. But, <laughs> but we'll I just go with it. okay, buy that and enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm doing the same thing with Oz.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but that's what stood out to me.
3: Okay, Amelia? I'm trying to think of what really stood out to me because it was so much about introducing characters mm-hmm. um, that I don't think any one thing really stood out mm-hmm. to me. It was just more about getting familiar with the people. Okay. Is there
0: any one character who stood out to you?
3: It's. I think it's Nick Manus, and I don't know his actual title, what he is. He's the, the um, head of, he's the head of M-City. He's,
0: okay. It was his, his idea, his brilliant idea, right Chris?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, he, he stood out to me and um, neither uh, for a good reason or a bad reason, just kind of stood out. Um, I looked him up too and it seems he's been in loads of stuff, and yeah. I recognize his face. I don't really know who he is, um, and the things that he's been in are, are not really things that I, I think I would have seen, but...
2: i are um, talking about actor Terry Kinney. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I believe you. Uh, this is for our listening audience. Okay. Okay.
3: <laughs> Remember that? Um, <laughs> The other um, obvious standout for me is Ryan Um, O'Reilly. He wasn't really
0: in this one much.
3: No, but when he showed up at the end. (laughs) Hello. Boom. (laughs) That's
2: when the Mayhem
1: began.
3: (laughs) Nice to meet you, Mayhem.
1: (laughs)
0: Yes.
2: Now I've been paying attention to those stupid Mayhem commercials. Have you? Yep. But, and I noticed that they, they do refer to him as mayhem.
0: Yes. And, you know, now that he's been cast as mayhem in those commercials, I see that was his role in Oz also.
2: Yes, it is. Absolutely. He, he is amazing. the chaos grenade. Chaos he Ryan Brian he is. <laughs> It's Like, what a <laughs> bastard.
3: <laughs> I think that could actually be what, kind of draws me to him which sounds odd I know but I, I tend to to be drawn to those characters who are
2: oh, bad boys get the girls not,
3: not and not necessarily bad boys although I know he's a bad boy um, and I don't tend to go for the bad boy type um, it's more of the um, smart ass instigator thing
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that kind of <laughs> sucks me in.
2: Smartass so, instigator. He throws people literally under the bus. But we'll get to that. I was trying to be nice, but you know, <laughs> yeah. But kill yeah. him, him over he's, there, not me. Him. Yeah. he
0: is a master manipulator. And- yes. Oh, like is- so, do you really want you want that?
3: <laughs> it's like, really? Not really, but he's. Gosh, is he pretty to look at? <laughs> Chris,
0: do you have a, a character from this episode who uh was your maybe your
1: favorite
2: a thing that's uh, another thing that stood out to me about this episode was the uh format uh-huh. in which we have a, a- narrator who's also an inmate yeah the augustus hill character
1: uh-huh
2: um, I remember thinking it somewhat pretentious Mm-hmm. the the whole preaching to the audience and then showing them aspects that will relate to what was being said in the beginning. Um, but it's grown on. Okay. It's it's one of those things like as time goes on, it's, it's, it's obviously part of the thing and it's not going away. Right. But, um, it, it, this was another aspect of it that i was like uh, i don't know
1: <laughs> okay
2: um but i would have to say jk simmons without a doubt was the uh the monster de jour <laughs> <laughs> the um i was fascinated and repelled by him and um you know he, he he's just Uh, We're talking about Vernon, not J.K. Simmons, (laughs) the character he plays. But J.K. did Um, a fantastic job. And what the heck does J.K. stand for? Anybody know? There's so many actors that use initials in their names, and I'm I'm, I'm curious as to why that is.
3: It stands for Jonathan Kimball.
2: Jonathan Kimball? Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm.
1: Hello, Internet. There you go. (laughs) Well,
0: well thank I, you very I much. Yes. I I picked uh Karim Saeed for this one. Mm-hmm. For this first episode. He was the the first Muslim lead character in an American T V show. He is a minister, so of course he you know, he's preaching there in oz. And, you know, he's he's got his captive audience.
2: <laughs> but uh his reasoning the reason he was brought in was weird, I thought. The, the backstory, where everyone else's backstory, they actually showed you the character. They didn't show you him doing anything in his little flashback sequence. He
0: blew up that warehouse.
2: Right. They just showed the warehouse being blown up. Okay, but they, they didn't show him, show him, him planting the... Okay. Right. All right. Which which led to me to believe maybe there's something he odd might not about be... this. because it stood No. Out. No. Oh, well see you spoiled it for me i I was making something more of things that didn't exist (laughs) yeah because okay one of the things that that tom
0: fontana says in the commentary is that yes these men actually did commit the crimes that they were convicted of and so they really do deserve to be there in oz so yeah so they show you that the just the warehouse blowing up yes Saeed was responsible for that.
2: <laughs> so, gotcha. All right. <laughs> Mystery put to rest. I can yeah. on, look forward to more insight there. Yeah.
0: Let, let's take a break now and we'll listen to this message from our friends at Fishercast. Here at Fishercast, a six feet under retrospective, we're just
3: dying to make your oh, acquaintance.
1: The critically acclaimed and Emmy Award-winning Six Feet
3: Under aired on HBO in the early 2000s for five seasons. It was a quirky drama that took a darkly comic look at the dysfunctional Fisher family, who run an independent funeral home in Los Angeles.
2: I'm Robin, and one of my favorite shows has always been Six Feet Under. I find the most fun way to rewatch any great series is with friends who have never seen it. So, following the format created by the Great Buffy Rewatch Podcast Potential Cast, I've invited my friends Dez and Moira to watch it with me. So, hop in the green hearse with us, and let's go for
0: a ride. If you've seen every episode, this is a fun way to rewatch it.
1: But, if you're new
0: to it, like us, you don't need to worry about spoilers. Visit us on the web at fishercast.blogspot.com. Or find us on iTunes. Just search for Fishercast. Fishercast,
2: a Six Feet Under retrospective. Every Day Above Ground is a good one.
0: So, have either one of you ever watched Six Feet Under?
2: A few episodes. Mm-hmm. A smattering.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen a few.
0: I, I've enjoyed
2: uh, what I've seen, but I've never watched it religiously.
0: Same here. Well, here you go. They're, they do an episode a week, and so you can uh, catch up and listen to their podcast along with it.
2: Excellent. Yes.
0: All right. <laughs> Let's go on to the second episode. It's Visits, Conjugal and Otherwise, directed by Nick Gomez. Uh, this one with Shibeta and the prison brass in a race to uncover Ortolani's killer for different reasons we see how inmates react to visits both from their wives and, in one case, family members who are also in prison. In this one, Beecher gets to see his wife. And also, I guess it was um, Kirk Acevedo, his character.
2: Miguel Alvarez.
0: Miguel Alvarez. His father and grandfather were both there in Oz. Yeah,
2: that's not a conjugal visit. That's another one.
0: No, that's another one.
2: <laughs> you know, we
0: we saw all the the family dynamics and how they're still kind of trying to support, you know, the the person in prison, trying to make things better, but maybe not.
2: <laughs> it's so weird seeing Kirk Acevedo so young.
0: Yeah, you watching him <laughs> in Prime Suspect.
2: Um. No, I was thinking of. Uh... I didn't watch Prime Suspect. You were You're watching watch? Prime Suspect? Didn't that get cancelled?
0: It did. Yeah. Okay.
2: No, I, I was watching him in Fringe.
0: Okay. Yeah, he was in Fringe, too. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's what I know him from. Okay. But, uh, yeah, this young skinny guy with Kirk Aceveda's face is kind of a weird thing to see. <laughs> Especially since he's such a screw-up in the beginning.
0: Yeah. And what um... Uh... Tom Fontana said about the, um, just about the show is that he, that each episode is a little anthology of short stories and he writes a character arc, a story arc for each character for the whole season, and then separates the little stories into episodes, but that can sometimes get complicated if, you know, another character was killed in a previous episode but is involved in this character's story, then they have to kind of rewrite it along the way.
2: hmm So, Sister Peter Marie Renando. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How do you get the first name Peter?
0: I guess they, they take a new name once they become a nun. Ah. And so, that was...
2: I've learned more things about nuns today. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I actually really like her character. Yes.
3: I actually, I really like her character too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
2: She stands out to me as being authentic in that she's this frail little... Thing visually, and yet there's real power behind all of her <laughs> acting.
0: Yes, especially in the next couple of episodes. And also, we, we got to see more of the warden, Leo Glynn, in this. And, there, you know, he was, he's kind of, you know, the, the trope of the uh, no nonsense minority superior. Um, that we see in, you know, pretty much every TV show or anything that's, and it's usually, a, you know, the police department. <laughs> so. He's
2: usually yelling at the, uh, yeah. the main character.
0: And he's <laughs> yelling at Tommy, at, at Tim McManus <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else around when they have their meeting. <laughs> but that's okay. He's stressed out because his daughter is moving in with her boyfriend. <laughs> so. And then we had Schillinger's speech
2: in front of the flag. It's like, really? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to remember yeah. the scene. It's It's been a month. Give, give me a I refresh. Think,
0: yeah, I think that was when uh, they were being interviewed by the detective um, to find out more about Ortolani's death.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess in the interview room, there was a flag. So, but... You know, cylinder just gave this this speech, and he was like framed right in front of the flag, and it was just, you know,
1: it's like <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of annoying.
1: So. Oh, <laughs> America!
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to stand up and salute while he's <laughs> making this speech. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Anything else from this episode?
3: You know, for me, in this episode, what started to stand out for me and actually the next few episodes, and it, it, it's certainly the, something that could have been present in, in the first episode, and I was maybe so wrapped up in finding out who these characters were that it didn't occur to me, but um, aesthetically, I, I really started to notice... Things in the second episode, um, on as far as, um, and you will to forgive me for not knowing all the technical terms, but um, just the way scenes were filmed and and the choices that they made in in direction and 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 that's something that maybe. Because each, I'm guessing, a lot of the episodes have different directors, so yes. um, maybe it's something that this particular director brought to it. That um, the one of the this first was by can, Nick
1: Gomez, Sorry.
3: Okay, so you know maybe he brought things into it, um, but I remember one thing in particular, and and Chrissy brought up the the narrator. Mm-hmm. And I can understand how the presence of the narrator could be a little distracting um, to some people and, and maybe even seen as unnecessary. Um, however, I think the choices that they make um, with the narrator and with filming the narrator, um, I think were especially um have were done especially well in, in this one and and episode three. And I'm thinking in particular about a very short, um brief little um scene, I guess. And I, I think it was just um kind of a transitional thing, but they show the narrator and he's being covered in um I'm thinking paint, like white and red paint. Uh, yes, yes. And there was something to me just so visually stunning about that particular mm-hmm. scene that I was really drawn in by that.
0: Yeah, they, they do a lot of very interesting things with the, with the narrator. That You know, I really like it. And they, they have to use the box, although um, a lot of them tried to get out, a lot of the directors tried to get out of using it but um, in the commentary, they said it was so expensive that um, Tom Fontana agreed to have it in every episode.
3: <laughs> so I, I, like, I actually like the box. I like having the box there. Again, it's something that I think could be kind of distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not necessary, but I do like the idea of it. <laughs>
2: It's a clear plastic box. What made it expensive? I mean, yeah, it can rotate. But
0: yeah, probably that. Probably the because it can rotate and you know.
2: <laughs> and he had to be locked into it and yeah. not fall around in it. <laughs> yeah. And
0: that and that's also why he wore the hat so his hair didn't fall in his face.
3: Ah <laughs> When I saw that I was really the first thing that crossed my mind when I saw that was I wonder if he got sick, like while they were rotating yeah i wonder
0: (laughs) yes they didn't say anything about that on the commentary
3: (laughs) that's why it was so expensive they had to clean a pew every five minutes
0: (laughs) and one of one of my favorite lines from from this show which you know will show that i'm a girl um was from the narrator uh love will always and forever break your heart uh-huh.
2: What does that have to do with you being a girl?
0: <laughs> because it's such a girly <laughs> yeah. You know.
2: Man, true, you but- guys take so much credit. For- <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> it's just so sentimental.
2: We're the only ones who feel, damn it. You men are so hard. Sorry. <laughs> myself.
1: All right.
0: okay so should we go on to the next episode
2: then i think wait before we go on yes i i do want to say that um the mafia boss nino
1: ah yeah
2: um he's an interesting character and he and his little sopranos s crew (laughs) playing cards (laughs) in the middle of uh all the goings on
1: yeah and
2: i i really i i was the death of um I really liked that character i the guy who who got killed orani um, or... yeah the 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 lieutenant who basically uh gets lit on fire right yes uh I was hoping he would make it, <laughs> not obviously make it after being burned, but make it as a character because yeah, he was, he was an interesting character, um, but like his death obviously sends a whole domino effect going throughout this season,-,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so it was an important uh scenario,
0: yeah, because there's retaliation and retaliation for that, and that. <laughs> yeah. so.
2: And plenty of room for Weasel Boy to start making moves. <laughs> A.K.A. Ryan O'Reilly. Yes. Yes. Um, but sure. Um, yeah, it was an interesting episode. Far less sex than I would have imagined in an episode called Conjugal Visits.
0: Right. And, and sex was actually the theme of that episode, too. <laughs> The next episode is God's Chilling. And guess the theme of that one? Religion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that one was directed by Jean de Sigonzac. And this one, the uh, friction is growing in the wake of two deaths first Ordolani and now Johnny Post. So Saeed, our wise guy leader Shabetta, and gangbanger Jefferson Keene are brought together by Warden Glynn who tells them to keep their boys quiet or else he'll lock the prison down. The attention increases after a visit from the governor. Meanwhile, Keen has found God.
2: The governor! Yes,
0: we get to meet the governor,
2: the evil governor, <laughs> Devlin. awesome! He, <laughs> He's yes. guy from damages.
0: From damages and what else? Um,
1: true
2: big blood. Lo-
0: true blood and big love and... He was the the DA on Homicide Life in the Streets.
2: (laughs) Jeez, this guy's been playing a corporate dick for so long. (laughs) I (laughs) am. And he's so good at it.
0: He is. He was, yeah, he was a good guy in in Homicide, but other than that, he's just like, you know, evil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's sympathetic in there. He's the guy we
2: love to hate. (laughs) He was a sympathetic character in Damages. I don't remember enough of him from that to, uh... First season of Damages, you had to remember it. I, he, I know, I watched it, but I don't remember. He painted the wall with the back of his brains. Okay. In her office. Okay. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert for another show that we're not covering right now. Right. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, uh, you have to remember him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, seeing him brought a, brought a smile to my face because yes. he's always, always good. Yes. And his governor is so sleazy and so good at being sleazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy, joy. <laughs>
0: Amelia, what do what do you think about the governor? And uh,
3: <laughs> you know, what more can I say? Really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. But so we le- we learned more about Ryan O'Reilly, Mayhem O'Reilly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, he's going to be Mayhem for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, the one thing I noticed about this, our narrator, he was just so happy and so giddy. You know, every time he was on camera, you know, it's like, hey, we've got Ryan (laughs) O'Reilly. Wouldn't you be?
2: Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know Harold, how do you say his last name? Parano? Parano, yes. Parano Parano Jr. Mm -hmm. I know him mostly from Lost. Oh, okay. And uh, he, I remember... Um the actor being upset with how his character turned out in Lost. Um oh. so it was I, I coming from the meaty role that he had in Oz, I can see like oh. you know, his take on like how a main major black character got portrayed in that show where he's he becomes the turncoat, the traitor and spoiler, uh, spoiler. <laughs> For yet another show!
0: We're- I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being annoying, yeah.
2: <laughs> Do we have to be conscious of spoilers for no. other shows? No. Is that important?
1: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't worry about it.
1: Dang it.
0: <laughs> so,
2: yeah, we know what
0: but-
1: he does. And
2: lost. <laughs> In Ozzy, obviously, you know, the whole show is about... Um, Painting what normally are two-dimensional characters in three dimensions, or rendering them in three dimensions. Uh, seeing all sides of even the Aryan Nation guides, but that's right, right. later. It's good and bad to all the characters. Right, right. So, uh, Um... The... The Kareem Saeed character, or the actor who plays him, mm-hmm. Iman, Iman hmm What has he been in? Because he seems familiar, and I cannot peg it. He's been—he's British. He's been a lot in a lot of British
0: shows. Um, over here, I—I'm not sure.
2: Which, which any well-known British shows?
0: Um, I'm checking my. These I wrote down a while ago, so let me check my little notebook here. Uh, no, (laughs) but he was recently, (laughs) I didn't write that
1: down,
0: but (laughs) (laughs) recently he was, he was in the FX show Lights Out.
2: Ah, oh yeah, he was the trainer. Okay. I, okay, now I know where I've seen him before. Okay. (laughs) That was it. Yeah. Oh, and he was also in King's. Oh, have you guys seen Kings? No. It was a a 2009 series that was uh basically a retelling of King David um mm-hmm. in like a slightly futuristic world that is not Earth. <laughs> but it's close to Earth. Uh-huh. It had um the the uh uh Swearinger from during Swearing, uh Al Swearingen. <laughs> Um, okay, Deadwood, the yeah. guy Swearington? Swearingen. Swearingen. What's that actor's name? <laughs> I'll and, take the uh, character name. I don't know the actor's name. <laughs> anyway, Kings is is awesome. Ian McShane, Ian yes. McShane, plays uh the king, and um, <laughs> it's the story of David and Goliath. With David being uh, a soldier with a rocket launcher going up against a tank that's a Goliath tank hmm. Fantastic stuff. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> anyway now that, now you've you've fixed my this guy is familiar and, and, this, guy, like, and this
0: guy yeah, yeah, they <laughs> they all are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's oh. really good. He, he is an excellent actor.
0: hmm hmm The um, I liked all the all the confessions in this one. They were they were pretty
3: funny. <laughs> I I liked the confessions too, and I cannot think who is what the name of the character, the one who ate his parents or ate his mom, but not his dad. Or
2: he is awesome. Yes. I
3: can't think of
2: his name. I I don't.
0: He, he later he that um he, he later he became a a writer for the show. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh Donald Groves is okay. the character name. He Dude, Donald his...
2: Groves is a fascinating character.
3: He is. <laughs> his Okay, his confession or his um when he went to confession. Yes. <laughs> Cracked me up. <laughs> the praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. <laughs> oh my gosh! I I just I I loved it. I loved when he was talking about he was reading about Catholicism and uh-huh. and and he tells um, uh, Father Beatty Wong. I can't think of what his character's name is, but I know his name is Beatty Wong.
2: <laughs> Father Beatty <D>.
0: Wong.
3: <laughs> Ricardo. That one. Bukata. Yeah. Um. And he's talking to him and, and about um, when you're receiving communion and you're actually um, in the Catholic oh. Church, you're eating the the eating the the flesh of Christ and drinking the blood of Christ. And, and he says, "How can I not get behind a religion like that?" Yes, <laughs> cracked me up so much, <laughs> which probably says a lot about me. But um, <laughs> and Mikado looked like. Oh, this yes. is creepy get him out of here <laughs> just made me laugh i you know <laughs> what can i say
2: he's like i can get into that <laughs> Yep.
3: and <laughs> um, creepy so freaking creptastic character but i like him <laughs> and i don't know if this was the episode he was um sitting across the table from somebody eating i think um and the guy was, like, looking at his hand and was like, wow. And he's like, no, it's mom. Because he's got mom, like, etched into his wrist or his hand or something. And, I don't know what character that was. Um, I don't remember what character it was either. But really, probably uh, the least likely to be deemed comic relief. But for me...
2: In a show like Oz? Yeah. <laughs> you know cannibalism is the least <laughs> right <laughs> you know, offense that you can think
0: of <laughs> it's not really hurting too many people
3: <laughs> I find him quite humorous so.
0: yep yeah and uh, how does Adebisi's hat stay on
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome because I do wonder how the hell that
2: <laughs> it's like what the hell man that's like magic going on there.
0: It is. It is. You'll wonder throughout the entire series.
2: <laughs> that character is a riot.
0: Oh my gosh,
2: he's great. He's great. <laughs> and He's always dancing. Even when he's standing still, he's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's
0: another like, one. another Another actor who went to Lost, and I wish they would have done more with him, but... He didn't like living in Hawaii, so... Oh, well.
3: (laughs) So dreadful living in Hawaii.
2: Yeah, he was Mr. Echo. Wow, see, young, they just don't look the same. (laughs) (laughs) I would not have guessed that was Mr. Echo. Okay, yeah. Because Mr. Echo is kind of gruff-looking, you know? And this guy's smooth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: I guess that's what happens when you get older, huh?
2: (laughs) Yep. You become haggard, <laughs> grizzly.
0: There you go. Also, again, we get to see Kareem Saeed, and the man is intense. <laughs> <Without>
2: <laughs> a, it's like, oh my gosh. Intensity are our, are us. Yeah. <laughs> He's taken over uh, their. Um, Oh no, here I go again. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Forget it. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: and we also got to see more of, of Sister Peter Marie.
2: hmm
0: And uh she gave Beecher a, a job in this in this episode. And I think, you know, that's that's good. He gets a little bit of an escape from Schillinger's torture <laughs> which is a good thing.
2: How does he get escape from Schillinger's torture? He still has to bunk with well, the guy.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he gets an escape for a couple hours a day or however long that, you know.
2: Just I, I would up. assume during work hours he's not being raped. So.
0: Yes, so therefore an escape from Schillinger's torture for no, a couple I, of hours. I think
1: any job that he had, he wouldn't have had that problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think yeah this is this is a good one for him because of of that, and you know it seemed like they had you know some normal conversations too, so <laughs> you know
2: yep yep well she's she knows a good thing when she sees it. She probably looked at his record, saw he was a lawyer, and said, Aha,, uh, it's <laughs> like this guy can use a computer." <laughs> She, I
3: mentions she mentions that she
2: mentions that resources. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She,
3: she mentions that she saw that he knew uh, what was that Excel and
0: yeah, it, no, it was it wasn't Excel, it was Lotus. Lotus, so, you know,
3: this is One, old.
2: Two, three. Yeah, yeah. Do you <laughs> Lotus anymore? I don't remember Lotus. <laughs> I know, like, is how long has Lotus not been an and thing?
0: It just kind of faded away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, probably a couple of years after that. <laughs> so.
2: I'm betting a couple of years before that it's probably something he remembered. Oh.
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, are we ready for the next episode? Did it! Capital P. It was directed by Darnell Martin, the same, same person who directed the first episode. Uh, and this one, Governor Devlin, Everyone is buddy <laughs> has reinstated capital punishment in the state, and the first Oz prisoner scheduled to die is Jefferson Keen. He killed a Latino in a skirmish set up by the C.O.s,
2: and uh, that's B.S. Man. <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> but before he's executed, Keene donates a kidney to his sister. After Keen's death, uh, Richard Latellian a slaughterer of women, is executed after he makes a startling admission.
2: He's killed more people.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And look how that that came up, what, the the night before his execution? Oh, by the way...
2: (laughs) (laughs) You can't kill me twice. I might as well give these up. Yeah, Put some people to rest.
0: It's like, okay, why didn't Dexter find this guy first?
2: (laughs) Well, because this guy was actually being prosecuted properly. Dexter goes after the people who get away. Right. Right. And he's not in this show. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's (laughs) a different reality.
1: (laughs)
0: I'm creating another reality. Oh,
2: no. Where all your shows are nothing but giant crossovers. I know. Scary.
3: At least he gave people up. Because, you know, if this was a guy in Criminal Minds, he wouldn't give anybody up. (laughs) Because in Criminal Minds, they don't give anybody up.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Even after they're caught?
3: Sometimes they don't. Even after they're caught... Well, one of the, one
0: of the reasons why Jefferson Keane was, um, executed, um, is that the actor had just signed on for four episodes. Um, and so he, that character was, was chosen to be the one executed at the end of this. But, um, after he had done the first episode, he decided that he really liked the show and he wanted to continue on with it. But by then it was too late. So no changing your mind.
1: Ouch. See,
3: If he had just come to that cl- conclusion the night before he filmed this, maybe they could have extended his contract.
2: <laughs> well, he was a, uh, I, I did like him in the role and I did feel for him when he went. So mm-hmm. he did his job. Yeah. And somebody's got to go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, now this one, yeah, he was truly set up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you got to, okay, look at the guard. Okay, here's the thing about prison movies or prison shows. Mm -hmm. There's always uh, guards who are on the take. Prisoners always have stuff that they shouldn't have. People are being given access to places that they shouldn't have access to. And that can only come down to poor management by your warden. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I've got to say, there's some issues at Oz that aren't being taken care of properly. Like some I people, people who we're supposed to see as good guys have mm-hmm. got to have some questionable morals in some place. Yeah, the good guys have dark sides too, so... I, I mean, people who they they show as being squeaky clean, like the warden, they can't mm-hmm. run this place this badly if that were the case. We'll see. Like, well, like that the the murder of the the guy who was in solitary, or or he wasn't in solitary, but he was he was locked well, up. Back to Orderlani, yeah. yeah, yeah, like right yeah. there?
0: Obviously, yeah, it was, a, somebody let him in.
2: <laughs> right.
0: And that's that's what happened, the guard let him in.
2: So. Bringing those guards into question. Yeah. Should have come up earlier, I'm saying.
3: Yeah. But then we wouldn't have a TV show.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> sure we
0: would,
2: they'd find a way. Yeah, you just replace them with more crooked guards, because that's all
1: guards are. <laughs> <laughs> And the cycle keeps, keeps going and
0: going and going. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys have a favorite character for this for this episode?
3: Amelia, do you have one? You know, I really don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. Sure. It was. It was. Uh,
2: the episode was
3: just kind of there for me. It just moved the story along for me.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll go with Jefferson Keane because he'd finally found the right path to move down. He'd walked away from all... I mean, in a very short amount of time, that character had a complete arc. Yeah. That I bought, which is one of the biggest issues with me in TV. <laughs> I often don't buy the bullshit that they try and force-feed me. <laughs> and this was well well rendered I, I, I completely bought his transformation in such a short amount of time so kudos to you dude sorry to see mm-hmm. you again
0: well I, I like uh, Reba Dow, Bob Reba Dow, the older guy the older prisoner he was the last person to be executed in Oz and I think it was uh-huh. what 1965 or something you mean um, the
2: guy who talks to God
0: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they they tried to execute him but then there was a blackout so he was like half executed I don't
2: he know. He was smoking.
0: He <laughs> was smoking. <laughs> yes. Right. And he's yeah, we we see him in the in the uh in the credits in the opening credits every time. <laughs> the uh the execution. So, yeah. He's he's a very interesting character. <laughs>
2: Yippers. Another comic of, relief. <laughs> what What is your take on those opening credits? Because, you know, in the fashion that we're watching the show, we're not watching it a week at a time. We're watching them episode after episode after episode. And I cannot yeah. skip through opening credits. I'll just watch them. Uh-huh. And, like, they are mini spoilers. You can watch them they are. and see they things are. that are going to happen. Yeah. Throughout the season. Yeah. You might not know (laughs) who.
0: Right. They don't show you that much, but you'll see that, oh, that's going to happen. And then, you know, the the credits will change for the next, for for season two. And it's like, wait a minute. (laughs) Like you said, yeah, they are mini spoilers. Okay. I think we've uh, kind of, we've covered all of this now. (laughs) Amelia, do you, have you, you've just watched these four? Yes. yes okay well do you have any any theories on what will happen next
3: um as she says with a dramatic pause I don't really <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and blackout and she's half smoking and she's got <laughs> no <laughs> predictions <laughs> okay I should have
0: um, asked you before to come up with something <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, putting people on the spot, not working so well. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Does it ever? No.
3: I predict more (laughs) molestation for Beecher. Oh, gosh. Who will be the
0: next to die? How about that?
3: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Who will be the next to get raped in the shower?
0: <laughs> Who will be the next to be naked?
2: <laughs> We've met poet at this point, right? Yes. <laughs> You're still giggling over the shower. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, the shower and the full frontal.
2: <clears throat> yeah, sorry.
3: Okay. <laughs> Showers yes. reduce Susan to a ball of giggles. <laughs> well, it just depends who's in them.
2: Should I just yeah. edit the shower scenes together for you and send you a <laughs> video? might be about 30 minutes I, at the yeah. I
3: totally think
2: that yeah. you should do that for
1: Susan.
0: <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't enjoy it at all. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, where were we?
2: <laughs> we were at the wrap-up phase. At the
0: wrap-up. <laughs> okay. up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Anyway, yeah, when we're talking about full frontal male nudity and and yeah. Wow, you went there, didn't you? I went there. I got a little distracted. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, Should we? We're
1: not
3: even? No. 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 Walking away.
0: <laughs> Our next four episodes for next time. Uh, we'll finish uh, season one.
2: Straight life, to your health, plan B, and a game of checkers. Awesome. Que- hey, question Have we met Cyril yet? No. Okay. Is that. I think season two. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Alright. Is he played by the same actor? Or is he really his brother or something? Because they both look very much alike. Uh, they're really brothers in, in real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, yeah. that answers it. <laughs> yeah. That, that fixes it in one.
0: Okay. The rest of you will understand that uh, in a couple more <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Thanks for
3: doing your research, Chris.
2: Ah, research me, Chris. Yes, thank you. <laughs> that, that's for... Uh, That's for Susan.
3: (laughs) I do know who you're talking about, actually.
0: Okay. Mayhem's little brother. Yeah. Well we'll talk about all of that next time. Along along with more full frontal male nudity and naked shower fights. (laughs) And now (laughs) Amelia's giggling. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And Chris is just shaking his head, right?
2: (laughs) What can I say?
0: You're watching Oz with
2: a
3: couple of girls.
2: (laughs) I don't get it.
3: (laughs)
1: You don't get it?
0: Okay. Yeah, and then, you know, later when we we watch Law & Order or whatever, say,
2: I've seen him naked. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) It's that guy. That's what he looks like in a suit. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) I have some
3: friends who have a story of being at a play in New York and being at the bar during intermission, and Kevin Bacon walks up. (laughs) Yeah, and (laughs) this—I think I know where it's going. (laughs) My my friend was having a a casual conversation with Kevin Bacon, and then um, the. Wife of my friend, who is also my friend, walks up and <laughs> continues the casual conversation, but in her head is thinking, I've seen you naked <laughs> on screen.
2: So we just got one more degree closer to Kevin Bacon. There you
3: go.
2: Knowing you. you. Yes. There you go. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
2: As have all the listeners. Everybody, (laughs) you're closer to Kevin Bacon now.
1: You're welcome, geeks.